we have so much of this fucking show to do. I know. Um, you don't have to remind me. I know. <laughs> it's a long series. There's 13 <laughs> seasons and three more on Netflix. And it's one more day up in Degrassi. And it's one more night in Jimmy's cold apartment. You think you're gonna see forever until you get shot by Rick. Na 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 na. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And you guessed it. It's your old pal Adam Duritz here from the Counting Crows welcoming you into the season of December. How are you, everybody? Good to be here. I hope everybody's listening to A Long December, my hit song with my great band, The Counting Crows, at least once every day to ensure that when it comes time for cropping season, your crops come up with blooms to the wazoos, Rach. You know what I'm talking about? Is that about? what they call it? Do they call it cropping season? We call it cropping season up in the farms and in the townhouses. The townhouses. <clears throat> Wish you would. Na 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 na. You love it, right, Rachel? Long December. Isn't one of your favorite songs you listen to it once a day, right? From recovering. Well, the I mean, I had I have a December birthday, so you know, I like December. Well, the song I like it when it's long. I prefer it when it's long to when it's short. So Well, the song isn't necessarily suggesting that But they say December a lot. Yeah, but we're not we're not maybe not necessarily lamenting a long December. We're mm-hmm. thinking about we're sitting and thinking about the year that passed and Mm -hmm. maybe next year will be better than the last. I sound a little bit like Ernie or Bert. Yeah. I'm not sure. I think it's Ernie. Maybe this year will buddy Bert be better than the last something about (laughs) oysters and no pearls at some point Mm -hmm, in the song. mm -hmm. I believe. I mean, I think that the last two years we could have said we could hope that next year would be better than the last. I think you gotta right? hope it, even if you had a nice year. You gotta hope it. Yeah. You always got. You gotta live in. Got to keep looking up. Yeah, you gotta live in a in a world I of hopes. hope and not say things like, you know, it might be easier if I just didn't wake up in the morning. You know, <laughs> you gotta think about <laughs> how you gotta push through. The mm-hmm. the cobwebs. I don't know. I'm Adam mm-hmm. Duritz. I'm a I'm a five and somehow date only tens. So I don't know why. Why are you listening to me? I'm like I don't know. I don't know. I got Kinda no st- I got no struggles. You know, the smells of hospitals in winter. <laughs> Is he? You think he's someone who spent a lot of time in hospitals in winter? About, who, winter. Who's he? Who's he? You, Adam. Me, yeah. But why do you say it like you're not talking to mm-hmm. me, like you're talking to someone else about me, Adam? I don't Duritz. know. I don't Let know. Let me ask you a question, Rachel. Who's your favorite Counting Crow besides me, Adam Duritz? Which guy? Which one? I which can't member of say the band? That I know any of their Fred, names. Roger, Squee, Squee, Mikey, Pete, 
Dennis. Chiggs. Did you know Chiggs from the Great British Baking Show is from, <laughs> uh, he was in the Counting Crows for a time. <laughs> he played, I don't think he's old enough to be in the Counting oh, Crows no, 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 for no, no, a no. time. He did, he did a fill-in a couple of years ago. We needed a guy on the keys, and he was like, <laughs> did you know I could play? Because he sounds like a, <laughs> like Bob Hoskins. Have British. I told this story before? I probably have. I'm sure you have. I'm this, sure. this podcast is a thousand um, hours long. The guitarist from Pulp, who is was originally the the president of their fan club. Yeah, I didn't know that. So maybe you haven't told this story. Yeah, I went to see. I listened. Uh, I'm a big fan of the show. I listen. All the I went time. to see. I went to see the Bonfire Night Fireworks once with him because he was a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. But he was uh, originally the president of Pulp's fan club and then later mm-hmm. became their guitarist. Like Chiggs. Yeah, that was like Chiggs. <laughs> Chiggs from the Great British Breaking mm-hmm. Show. Before he was a famous, handsome, bespectacled ba- baker. Mm-hmm. So handsome, by the way, this fucking guy. Oh, my God, Chiggs. Chicks could get it. Right, is that ways you, to Adam Durrett, saying that? Uh, that's that's Pat. Pat, he, <laughs> Pat told me to say it. Chicks could get it eighteen ways to Sunday. I swear to God, I was talking about it. But now I'm at back to being Adam Durrett. And yeah, he came in. He was good on the keys, you know. Mm-hmm, he was like, mm-hmm. oh, I could make, I could play you a little bit of a piano, and then I could make a puff pastry. I like how Chig sounds exactly like Bob Hoskins. What are you talking about? Is you trying to say that all British people on this show sound alike? Yeah. I mean, maybe no, I a little bit. Leave that in one. I can't even believe you'd say something. <laughs> Sing it with me. And it's one more day, day up, up in, in the canyon. canyon. And it's one, it's one more, more night, night in Hollywood. I don't know. We're dragging it out because of our delay between. It's been our- so long since I've seen the ocean. It's Guess literally been. I should. Not I saw not the ocean not. a no, week for ago. You, for you, yeah. but me, I haven't seen it in a while. I've been riding the subways. I went. Pat once saw me on the subway. Did you? He probably told that story. No, I never heard that story. Pat, come in here. Tell the story about when you saw me on the subway. Hey, it's Pat. Uh, yeah, I was on the subway. <laughs> it's a great story. You're ne- you've never heard a story quite like it. Yeah, I it's can't wait. Sarcasm. This is literally the story. <laughs> I was sitting on the subway, Adam Duritz and a fucking smoking hot woman get on the dirty New York subway in like at three o'clock in the afternoon on like a Saturday, sit across from me, and then get off a couple stops later. And that was it. <laughs> it's like a regular day. He's like, I'm I'm very famous. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring him back. Adam, come on. Oh, hey. Um, would you say, do you think I know do you think I'm in the top thousand, Adam Duritz? Top thousand? I don't know. I think top thousand. I'm not might be so pushing sure. That might be Duritz. pushing it. Maybe top two thousand. The thing about it is you hear top thousand and you think that's so many. It's really not. There's a it's lot not. of famous people. Because I'm not And are we talking only people who are alive? That's exactly where I was getting. I think like, so. Cleopatra is going to be right. in there, you know? Nancy Reagan. Yeah. Bob Dole. Let me tell you about Nancy Reagan. I'm so glad she's fucking dead. This is Adam Duritz, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't get anybody else on the podcast in trouble. If you want to write a BuzzFeed article about how Adam Duritz said that uh, he was glad Nancy Reagan was dead. Listen, fuck Nancy Reagan. <laughs> Racist. Fucking war on drugs. Get the fuck out of here. You live to be like you almost a hundred years old. You a fan old. of the war on drugs? The band? The band? I love them. Mm-hmm. You know I love mm-hmm. them. They sound, they're like, they're like little. I mean, I don't know you, Adam Duritz, so I can't say But that you I know, know my you band. You know the Counting Crows. <laughs> yeah, true. I am the Rain King. Yeah. A lot of my songs end with me going, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. in different ways. Um, I love, they're like little my little brothers, the war on drugs. You know what I'm saying? They're like mm-hmm. rootsy. They're a little bit more like forward-leaning music, whereas I'm such a mm. poet mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. my lyrics mm-hmm. that I we're a lyrics-forward band. But na, 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 na. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Put that in the fucking Smithsonian. Cut up, Maria. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a lot of great songs, but I think one of the best songs I've ever written is A Long December. We're here to celebrate December. This is mm-hmm. the first episode of the podcast of your podcast. No, it's not. I was going to say to drop in December. That's not true. Last no. episodes came out in December, but it was this is the first one to be proper recorded in December. So Pat said, I got to have the icon of December, mm-hmm. not Santa Claus. Nope. But Adam Duritz. <laughs> Adam Duritz. When I think December, December's I think mascot. Adam Duritz. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, to be fair, Adam Duritz. Pat heard someone play by someone it was a hold steady here the hold steady when play it, along december last week i got an email newsletter from allison roman that referenced along december like people know it you, you are know what's like, happening it's you are a representation back. of december it's coming back you know mm-hmm. all things mm-hmm. happen they it's a sweeping kind of a deal and it we're coming back around and we're going to be big band again before you know it selling millions of records mm-hmm. oh I, they should i am such an icon of december i should be a christmas decoration <laughs> They should do like you a should stand. Have a, I, I want like an ornament of Adam Duritz for my tree. Just like fucking thumbs up. Yeah. You know, like put mm-hmm. me out on your front porch. Thumbs up. Mm-hmm. I've never seen you with a thumbs up before until well, right I'll now. I'll do it. I'll take the uh-huh. picture nice and easy. I have thumbs up all the time. Have you seen the women I've dated? You could be the next, you could be the next elf on the shelf. That would be great. The Duritz I know. on Let's the. Let's get rid of. The Duritz on the fucking Puritz. I don't know. The Duritz on the Whirlitzer. <laughs> Duritz on the Whirlitzer. You'd have to be a very specific kind of family, though, to have a Whirlitzer in your <laughs> I mean, the kind of person who is going to have a Duritz on a Whirlitzer is the kind of person who would have a Dur- Whirlitzer. <laughs> Duritzer on a Whirlitzer. <laughs> By the way, that's a fucking T-shirt. If this podcast was successful enough to have, like, we have t-shirts. we have some great T-shirts by our great friend Tyrell. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I'm Adam Duritz still, but you guys have some great T-shirts. <laughs> but, like, if we had, like, a big fancy, like, if we were, like, fucking, how did this get made or something? And you mm-hmm. make, like, a T-shirt a week, and they oh sell God. a million of them. Durlitzer pass, on the Wurlitzer would be the, the fucking. Terry oh. Sherry. Durlitzer on a Wurlitzer yeah. is a fucking great T-shirt. <laughs> And I want a picture of Adam Duritz on a Wurlitzer, (laughs) but also giving a thumbs up. No, no, no. It's 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 he's giving a thumbs up, and then he's holding an uh, me. I'm giving a thumbs up, and in my other hand, I'm holding an oyster with Uh a pearl. But there's a pearl in it. Oh, there's a pearl in it. Okay. (laughs) That it's not oysters, but no pearls. Psych. There's a pearl. (sighs) (laughs) I was almost uh, um. I'm so I was I almost was Evangeline Lilly from Lost tonight. <laughs> I think I made the right decision well, calling an watched, audible. I never watched Lost, so I'm glad you uh, chose that. Pat called an audible I would be, and had the, had I the mascot be, of December. I would have been as uncool as Leia, mm-hmm. trying to reference Lost and doing a bad job of it. But instead, you got the Duritz. The big man on campus. Pass the come up. 
to the summer rain, so mister, if you're gonna walk on water, no, you can drop a line my way. Omaha, deep cut for the for the for the broomheads out there, somewhere in Middle America. Gotta love it. Gotta love the Counting Crows. We're fucking great. Oh my god, we're so good. Yeah, I keep trying to think of a better elf on the shelf for you, but I got Durlitz are Durlitz Durlitz are on the Wurlitzer. Yeah, it's. Well, I think it's Adam, better than than Durlitz in the pits. It could be why the pits? Because it rhymes with its. Durritz <laughs> in the pits. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. You could mm-hmm. do Adam on the Chatham, <laughs> right? Adam on the Radam. Adam. Adam on the. I don't know. You figure it out. This is you mm-hmm. guys are the creative ones. I just write yeah, the poetry. Yeah. I just yeah, write the poetry. I would think you would write this poetry though too. Mm-mm. I gotta write poetry that I feel in my soul. You're like, not into rhyming, are you? I like poetry like, um, I've been hanging around this town on a corner. I've been bumming around this old town for way, 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 way too long. <laughs> That's some fucking poetry. That's some fucking poetry. But listen, I got to, I'm going to send you off with a little bit of, um, one of not a Counting Crow song. A song I know is a big popular song on the podcast, especially around this time. And it goes like this. <laughs> it's the holiday season and a dickery duck. <laughs> Why am I singing it like Mark? Fucking uh, Tom DeLonge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you I'm went too far. Of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you went too far in that direction. <laughs> it's you ended the up with Tom holiday DeLonge. season. Dickory duck, dickory duck, dickory duck. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. <laughs> I got to get out of here. I'll say hi to Chiggs for you. I still talk oh, to him. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he won the Bake Off yet. I haven't seen the finale. Oh, geez, Louise, you got to hurry up. <clears throat> Even my parents finished it. I got two left. Adam Duritz, you got to finish it. I got two left, but I know who the big shocker of the elimination is in the second to last episode because I got it. That's why you got to stop reading Twitter. You know, it wasn't even spoiled for me by Adam's gone. Hey, guys, your old buddy Pat's back. Duritz, good stuff. Mm -hmm. I knew he'd come on. He loves the show. Um, it was, it was, I just context clued it. I don't even know for sure who it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, I didn't see blank gets voted off, but I know that it was a surprise. So do you want I, me to tell you who I think it is, and then we could no, exit? No, I'm not going to tell you. But I don't want you to tell me. I, I don't want you to tell me if I'm right. I'm just going to surprise. I'm going to tell you. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to tell me if I'm right, but I want to say it so it's on record. And we'll mm-hmm. see how good I am at mm-hmm. guessing this. Because, yes, all of the final four mm-hmm. are very good. Yeah. And I will say that, like, the last few episodes, I think that it came down to, like, a hair. Like, I was also very so sad close. that Lizzie had to go home on that week that yeah. she had that great cake. I wouldn't, mm-hmm. I got to be honest with you, wouldn't have done it. I would have sent it Giuseppe home for that bad fucking showstopper. Anyway, my guess on who is the surprise shock semifinal vote, say nothing. And I kind of hope I'm wrong, but my guess, and I'm not even going to look at you. I'm going to say it, and then we're going to move on. Jurgen. Okay, 
Now, how you doing, Ray? Oh, wait. How you doing? How you, how you, how you doing now? How you doing, Rach? Yeah. I was waiting for the yeah before I answered. <laughs> I knew there was one coming. <laughs> I'm doing all right, pal. Yeah. It's my birthday week. This episode's yeah. going to come out on my birthday. On the day of your birth. Oh, my God. On the day of my birth. And I already got to do some fun things this weekend, and I'll get to do some more fun things next weekend, and then it's just a huge letdown for the rest of the long December. What are you talking about? It's Christmas after that. <laughs> I know, but the birthday's better. You like the birthday more than Christmas. Yeah, I mean, about, Jesus loves it because it's his birthday. I there mean, come go. on. Who, who doesn't? It's, it's all the about best. you. Did you get any, um, what happened? You get any presents for your birthday? What's happening? What do you got? Anything good? Nothing yet. Um, mm. I went out, a friend and I went roller skating on Friday. Who are all these friends? <laughs> you have a lot of friends, dude. It's I know like people all over the place, but I don't have a lot of friends here. So I've got three. That's, but you just <laughs> moved there for heaven's sakes. You got three oh no, but they're friends, friends I've known since I, I was very young. So birthday's coming, it's coming round the bend, and mm-hmm. it will be right here on December 10th. Oh, I'm a go in prison. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, fun stuff. You're going to go to dinners. You're going to mm-hmm. go to the museum. You're going to go to the no cemetery. Museum, so. always, I know you always go to the cemetery nope. on your birthday like a real <laughs> creep. It's one of those things you're always like. And the <laughs> weird thing is, Broomheads. Speaking of going to the cemetery on my birthday. <laughs> See, permits, she does it. It's a fucking, and it's not even, she doesn't even know anybody. She finds a cemetery where she doesn't know anybody. She just mom, lays there all day in the rain. My mom got really mad the other day because she was watching the news and they were talking about a, a scary Halloween themed Christmas thing. And she's like, that's too far. And also the meteorologist was like, yeah, that's too far. And my mom was like, see, even he thought that's too far. And I was like, who cares? Wait, what do you mean too far? <laughs> like it was too scary? <laughs> it's going too far to try to tie in Halloween with Christmas. Uh... Fabulous. And I was there. like, that already happened with A Nightmare Before Christmas. But anything yeah. other than that is probably not that great. But I think A Nightmare Before Christmas is, is just a Christmas movie, though. It is. Yeah. Uh, people be like, it's a hol- it's like not. There's the one song about Halloween, but it's a Christmas movie full bore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is Halloween. Pumpkins scream in the dead of night. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. But no, I'm not going to a cemetery on my birthday. Don't lie. You are. It's a thing that you do every year on your birthday. Make it a tradition just because you said that. Yeah, it'd be fun. <clears throat> just like go around and put flowers mm-hmm. on grave, random graves. Because mm-hmm. you're a real morose kind of a, a gothy kind of a person, you know? That's what I'm saying. Morosey, if, yeah. if you will. Yeah, morosey. You're morosey. morosey. <laughs> but, you know, we're not here to talk about. We're not here to How talk, are you, Pat? Oh, Sorry, I'm fine. Just, it's it's boring to ask me because I'm always just like you're very good at being like I got this stuff and all this and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah fine I don't know <laughs> you're not going to cemeteries and <sighs> hanging out my on your kids birthday. fucking classes there's a bunch of COVID in the school and we're all fine everybody tested negative but like he can't go to school yet until he gets like the PCR test which is the, the rapid test is negative but now we got to wait an extra couple of days so we're all just Sitting around, it's very boring. And he's not someone who can entertain himself, right? This town on the corner. No, not at all. It's impossible. He is up my ass, mm-hmm. up my ass. And I said it. The I literally walked away. The dude says, "Oh, he's up my ass." And he was like, "I heard you." 
<laughs> and I was like, well, good. <laughs> maybe the best maybe, and the worst. No, he's the best and the worst. I love him to death. He's the best. Mm-hmm. But um, that's it. We're just dealing with that. We're, I'm glad the school, the class proper hasn't closed because then we'd be quarantined for 10 days and that's not at least a thing. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. But we'll see. The Queens is uh, having a rough go of COVID these days. Yeah. I mean, a lot of places are. We aren't yet, but just give it time. But also my friends' um, kids in school here have had the same exact things happen in the last couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty normal, I think. Mom, I'm going to take my Omicron. Mom, I'm going to take my Omicron. Mom, I'm going to take my Omicron away. Luckily, my friend that I went roller skating with, her kids can entertain themselves. So it wasn't so bad when they were home last week. You know what it is, and this is going to be boring for the podcast, but our apartment is such that <clears throat> he has a nice big play area in our apartment that is not in his bedroom, but it's like basically adjacent. It would be a dining room if we were normal people, mm-hmm. but instead we just made it. We put all his toys there. And so he's grown up for all these years having his like area be in the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. So he's so used to not going like when I was a kid, I would like, go to my room. Mm-hmm. That's what you did. But he doesn't do that. He goes to play there. So we're always around. So it's just that's just kind of like the way he is now. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Brumets. That's a boring part of the podcast. But, you know, Parenthood. We're not here to talk about Parenthood, Mm-mm. the movie with Steve Martin, the show with Peter Krause and Monica Potter. Yeah. We're not even here to talk about that. Mae Whitman was on that show, the great Mae Whitman. We love very much. I did not we- like that show. Oh, I did enjoy it. Jason Cadams is Parenthood. You didn't like it? No. You hate, I feel like it's a precursor to This Is Us. You hate. He does that show, too. Oh, that makes sense. There you go. I didn't realize that. <laughs> You're also a big, big, big time Craig T. Nelson hater. That's another thing. Oh, yeah. She loves yeah, to go I to cemeteries and she T. hates Nelson. Craig. She hates Coach. Can you believe this for heaven's sake? She hates Coach. <laughs> she doesn't hate Craig T. Nelson, guys. She, does, she doesn't have any opinion on Craig T. Nelson. In fact, I bet you if she Actually, closes- I have a lot of opinions I, on Craig T. Do you Nelson. Like, do you not like him for real? I was kidding. <laughs> what, do you think he's hot? No. I've just been very indifferent to him. Yeah, that's what I said. You don't have any opinions. I was going to say, as a matter of fact, I bet you if she closed her eyes and thought really hard, she couldn't even picture him. Oh, I can picture him without closing my eyes. You love him. I hate it. I hated the show, Coach, though. Hmm. I'm surprised you saw it. It was like before your time. I was alive. You were? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. I'm not that young. But anyway. 23 years old. You were doing your whole... You're going to be 24 years old on Friday. I wish. I told the kids next door how old I was going to be. Oh, they must have been so grossed out. Well, the 10-year-old was like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yuck. And I was just like, thanks. We thought you were cool. You're old. He was like, I knew you were in your 30s, but I didn't realize you were that old. How old is the kid who said that? Is it the kid who sang all the songs to you? The Hamilton songs? Yes, yes, it's that one. That kid sucks. We're not here to talk about that (laughs) shitty Hamilton kid. We're not here to talk about Rachel going to the cemetery on her birthday, which she does do. Don't let her fool you. We're certainly not here to talk Mm -hmm. about Craig T. Nelson. Instead, we're here to talk about Degrassi, the next 
T. Nelson. It's more specifically, Degrassi, the next T. Nelson episodes. <laughs> the, next T. Nelson. the next T. Nelson episodes. 813 and 814, which are the 156th and 157th episodes of Degrassi, the next generation. But because of all the two-parters, much like this one, it's the 127th. We're full 30 episodes behind because of all these two-parters. Name of the episode is Jane Says Part 1 and Part 2. Jane Says is, of course, a Jane's Addiction song. Rachel, you've been cut stealing. What's your favorite Jane's Addiction song? <laughs> I, um, I, don't, I don't particularly like Jane's Addiction. Um, the uh, lead singer, Perry Farrell, used to be on, um, he was friends with one of the DJs at our local radio station, so he would be on every so often just call in kind of thing um but the dj used to always call him parrot feral and it just became a thing and so i always think of him whenever i think of jane's addiction i'm like parrot feral not perry feral um but i really only know jane says and been caught stealing like i've only heard the singles on tv and i'm like i'm on tv on the radio and i don't big, really care big, for them big fan of entourage though you don't know the song the entourage song oh yeah you love Entourage. You always say. I've never seen Entourage. You always say to me, my if if I had to pick a favorite television character of all time, it's all five of the Entourage guys. I think that one year for, for Christmas. I think one year for Christmas, my sister got the Entourage season one DVD set from our what? cousins, which what? really just says that they didn't know they her at all. <laughs> So and I funny. don't think that she ever watched it. She can, oh, she'll yeah. text me about this, but. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I always, I just have a distinct memory of you being like, if I had to pick a favorite character, I couldn't pick between the five guys of Entourage, including Jeremy <laughs> Piven as your favorite Ari. I know you're a big fan. What was the lead guy's name? Adrian? Adrian something? Grenier. Yes. Thank you. Talking about Johnny, uh, not Johnny drama. Johnny drama was his brother. He was Vinny Chase. I am Queens Boulevard. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Let's not let's not get down an entourage uh road. I'm good. Entourage <laughs> is like the beginning of like the end of fucking masculinity. Mm -hmm. It's like the most it's so terrible. It's the mm -hmm. worst. It's the beginning of mm -hmm. the end of like that being cool. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're not even gonna pick you don't like the song Jane says? Oh, it's I like Jane says is I mean they're both fine songs. I just never really cared for them. But you don't I, know stop. You don't know. I do actually. I was like I probably I, I can't think of any of the other songs right now. But I feel like that's what I heard a stop lot. Stop is a great song. Mm -hmm. Can you keep going with it so I really remember it? You know this part, the part that goes. Smokestack and that goddamn radio. Um, yeah. Along with me, along with TV. Whoa, 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 no. I meant to take the fucking guitars. I meant to take a minute this afternoon to go like, oh, I can't remember what other Jane's, uh, Jane's Addiction songs there are and like look into them. But then I got so distracted by this episode that I for completely forgot to do that. Yeah, I love Jane's Addiction, but I love Jane's Addiction for a very specific period of time, and that's the period of time between Nothing Shocking and Ritual Deal Habitual, which are only two albums. And then everything mm -hmm. after the and then there's like an album before that, but who cares? And then everything after I'm like not I have no recollection mm -hmm. of. But for those like four years or whatever, they were I would say there was a point in time in my life uh where I said they were my favorite band. 
Wow. Over yeah. your actual favorite bands? I think at the time, like in the very early 90s, like they were my favorite band. Mm-hmm. Ritual Deal Obitual was my favorite album. I know it backwards and forwards, except that mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out, I couldn't remember how Stop started. Just a second. Yeah. <laughs> if you put it on, I'm going to remember yes, it backwards yeah. and forwards. Well, but this like, was the same thing that I was like, I only know those two songs. And I'm like, but I know I know more, but I just can't think of them. So yeah. Um, cut out. Mm. I'm not a That's huge fan right. of Perry Farrell's voice is part fair. of why I don't That's love totally him. Fair. So yeah. I That's why I never really like dug deep into anything. I really love those two albums. I still uh, ritual de la habitual for me. I think that's actually like an album that I listen to still a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I still put it on. I, I was sitting on my terrace maybe a month ago and I was drinking a beer and I was like, had my earbuds in and that's the album I put on. I was like, cause I just want to listen to it. Uh, yeah. Three days, easily my favorite Jane's addiction song. It's an epic fucking beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And then also of course, which is on that album. If you know, ritual D Lo habitual, you'll there. It's so good. I mm-hmm. love it. I still love it. I saw them a bunch of times on that. I didn't see them in the initial run. I was far too young for that. Yeah. But I saw them after the in the post after the breakup and when they got back together. Yeah, a bunch of yeah. Times. When did Jane Says come out? Jane Says is before. Jane Says the original is on Nothing Shocking, which is like mm. 88. Okay, so but it then, is still the 80s, yeah. But then that song became like a huge hit when they did the reunion. The live version which of I it. Which I fucking was like, hate. Was I what was it. on the radio all the time, yeah. I hate it. I hate that fucking fucking steel drum oh i hate the steel drum too i turn it off it's like i don't even Mm -hmm. i fucking hate this it's like a reboot of a fucking movie or a show that Mm -hmm. you love and then it turns out bad bing bling bling that fucking steel drum and i don't i don't have a problem with the steel drum in in general but in that song it drives me nuts it's really and i think that that's why i would always like change the station when it came on i was just like oh i don't like this a funny thing is is like i I don't stop is probably out of those three songs that i can think of stop is by far and away like the better of those three far by far stop is a great single it's a great album opener it's one of the great album openers of all time i like the dogs in been caught stealing they're great i love been caught stealing i think been caught stealing come that is a fun song yeah yeah i mean i think that i was always weirded out by like our definitely on drugs dj talking to the definitely on drugs perry farrell when i was like 13 or 14 and going this is weird (laughs) being like i don't get it perry farrell was like a very like big proponent of doing heroin like like, talk about it he'd be like it's great man i love it just you should all do heroin but you know alternative music as a culture Mm -hmm. you know without perry farrell is like very different it's a different landscape yeah you know lollapalooza he creates lollapalooza which is like a huge 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 thing i also Mm -hmm. really liked porno for pyros for a hot second oh yeah but we you just saw the new pornographers, pets. so we you just really like pets. Oh, we that song is so pets. boring. Oh it just no, is so I love repetitive. it. Oh my god, maybe Martians could do better than we've done. Oh, it's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Comes on lithium every once in a while, and I get down. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I get down on the porno for pyros. Skin and bones, I am born and old, but a motherfucker makes me try. Ain't no right. Oh my god. The first five songs on Ritual Dilo Habitual are just like boom, like fucking rock, hard rock songs, man. Mm-hmm. Obvious. 
when I was a boy. Oh, great. I just love it. I love Jane's Addiction. Great, great. Mm-hmm. But only, but very specific. Like, I would never say now, you know how you always make fun of me because I say so many bands are my favorite bands. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say they were because the, the run was too short. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that it produced is very high up up there for me. I love it. Mm-hmm. Very much. Mm-hmm. That's a wrap on the podcast, everybody. We did it. Yeah. I like how they picked this as Jane says and it's like obviously it's her name yeah it's at some point they were gonna have to name one Jane says but yeah I mean I feel like it could have been a lot of other storylines yeah but what would you have called this one you know I don't know I, I need to really dig deep back into my 80s songs and I can't think right now about that something about like uh Repressing memories. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say trapped memories. Is that a Madonna song? Maybe. Repress memories. Repress your memories. Don't just stand there. Let's get to it. Repress your memories. There's nothing to it. Vogue. (laughs) So, um, James. Lucas with the lid off his back. Do you think we should do a trigger warning? This is a very. Um, if you're listening to this podcast you and probably you know. haven't seen this episode, I would be surprised, but that's not to say that there aren't people out there who haven't. Right. So, um, this gets into, uh, yeah. abuse. Yes. And it, if that is something it's to kind of just throw it out there so that we know what we're talking about. It gets into repressed memories about childhood sexual abuse. Yeah, it is what we call in the business heavy duty bones. <laughs> I was trying to explain to someone today. I was like, oh, I watched this episode and it was heavy bones. <laughs> I was like, I need to explain what heavy bones means. It, it means like when you're a dog and you can't lift the fucking bone because it it's so heavy. Mm, give me a Christmas bone. <laughs> I feel like... It's like disrespectful from here on out to even attempt to be funny because this is a very serious, very, very heavy bones episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Jane, our old buddy Jane. I mean, there's definitely plenty of things to still joke about, like the fact that the Shep is back from. Well, his... I think the the, the the B and the C stories are we can you know get oh, yeah. get around get around mm-hmm. on those, and mm-hmm. the Shep is back. What the fuck? How does this? <laughs> How? How? I thought we were done with this fucking guy. We also should talk about Lucas with the lid off's haircut because can I, I tell you something? I like a it. lot about it. I like you it. like it. I swear to God, I Kobe like Dix. It. I was like, I think he's pull. I swear to God, I was like, I kind of think he's pulling this off. Lucas is kind of dope. I wrote. <laughs> it's funny how like Lucas just sort of like. Mm-hmm. First of all. Lucas is, I was, I cried at the end of this, like Lucas mm-hmm. coming in at the end. I was so proud of him. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, that's so great. Now I kind of love you yeah. a little bit. The only thing that ruined the end for me was Bella's fucking acting. Mm-hmm. She was just staring at a balloon in the ceiling. Like, could they have picked a better child to have played this child? I love that they're <laughs> insisting on continually continuing with this actress too. Like yeah. anyone they're would like, notice. They would just be like, yeah, we'll just switch it to someone else. No. No, it's like, who is that's not Bella. Um, yeah, so yeah, Lucas with Lidoff's haircut, he's got like what is it? Like it's like a spiky haircut, but then he's got like some things like shaved into the sides, like yeah, some lines yeah. and stuff. I thought he was pulling it off. I gotta be mm-hmm. honest. I'll tell you one thing, not for nothing, much hotter than hot Peter, if she has to pick. Oh yeah, for sure. She's only picking based on the 
on appearances and hotness. Mm-hmm. Hot would, Peter looks like a child still. Lucas with the lid off looks like a man. Mm-hmm. Whatever, bobbles, bobbles up. So Jane's dad, Carlo. Mm-hmm. Carlo T. Nelson. What are what is Jane's um last name? It should be Valorelli is like what, but she's Vaughn. She changed her last name. Correct. Valorelli, like Mike Valorelli from Dailies. It was something similar to that, so it's definitely we're gonna call it Mike Valorelli now. <laughs> Carlo all the Mike food Valorelli. is all for me on on Instagram, Mike Valorelli. <laughs> um Myra's gonna pop hard. She's gonna pop is a wrestling term. A wrestling term meaning um be very like cheer, be very excited. Okay, okay. <laughs> Carlo is coming back. It's very odd. So Lucas with the lid off is a ne'er do well delinquent. He doesn't show up with the car for Jane to take a road. I mean he does, but he shows up. Valieri. Valieri. Like Salieri from Amadeus. I guess so. The famous composer who was Amadeus stole all his things from or something, right? You never saw no. the movie Amadeus? No, I didn't. You don't know about Mozart? I mean, I do, but I never saw the movie Amadeus. But you don't know about Salieri, his his no. rival? You don't I know mean, shit. Maybe, you don't know don't... shit about Mozart. <laughs> you can't say his that I pay a show. lot of attention. Let me tell you something. I come on this fucking show. I expect You know what I know host- about Big cats. I expect to host a show with someone who could have a conversation about Mozart, for fuck's sake. Who are you? <laughs> I don't know. Mary Pat Christie. This <laughs> fucking lady comes on this podcast. She don't know about Mozart. I like to really really like to say Mozart. Mozart. (laughs) You know, Moat. He's a Mozart. He's got a he's got a guy Salieri always breathing down his fucking neck. He's like, I gotta get out of here. They did a Yahoo product placement in this episode. (laughs) I didn't notice. I like this guy now. This new character who comes on yell about Mozart is my new favorite character. (laughs) Hey, Wolfgang Amadeus. Um, so Lucas and Mia's mom, Mia, what's, I'm sorry, Jane's mom. There's so many people on this show and they all have brown hair. I don't know what to do about it. Um, (laughs) Jane and Lucas's mom think maybe if Lucas's dad, Carlo came Mm -hmm. back into the picture, perhaps Lucas would get back on track and she's right Lucas apparently graduated which makes sense because Jane's a senior so he's a deadbeat and isn't doing anything (laughs) he's just playing video games all day and his mom is not having it I also love that their mom has such a smoker's voice I love the mom kind of the mom is kind of great I like that at one point Spins complimented Jane. She's like, he goes, you're helping your brother. Even, and, and he said this very sincerely, like he wasn't being mean. He just goes, mm-hmm. you're helping your brother out, even though he's a loser. Like he wasn't even like being a mean mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. it. It was just like, here's a fact of life. Your brother mm-hmm. is a loser. Yeah. So <laughs> Carla. Oh, so immediately when the dad's name is mentioned, Jane shuts down. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, God, no. And she calls him by his first name. She doesn't call Carlo, him dad. Yeah. You can tell there's something, some rift and here. we knew there was something there already because it's already come up that she's changed her last name mm-hmm. and that their dad is not in the picture. But you, we've never really explored it. So everybody knows where this is going. She was 
she was abused by him at, as a child, but she has repressed all the memories. So what did she think? What was she replacing that with to be so mad as to like change her last name and mm-hmm. the whole thing? Is it just, I mean, I don't under, I, I don't know. That's well, why I'm asking. He I'm left, curious. He left when she was five. Right. She said later that she doesn't have any memories really before eight. Right. So like clearly there's still like a gap there. And somewhere in her mind, she just knew that there was this distaste for mm-hmm. that guy. And she right. somehow turned that into like that he's bad and terrible. And gotcha. We are better off without him and blah, blah, blah. I'm curious to fill in the parts of like why he left, like the mom, mm-hmm. like what the mom's oh, no. yeah, understanding they didn't... of why he they... left was. I actually feel like they told this in a really interesting way because I, I knew did too, to be fair. what was coming and I kind of, I mean, I didn't know exactly what was coming, but like once we got a little bit into it, I was like, oh, I know where this is going, but we haven't been told that yet. Like it's, she hasn't figured it out yet. I even got to the point where at some point I was questioning, like, wait, did the mom know? Mm -hmm. And Lucas, because Lucas brings up your pajamas. Yeah. The thing about your pajamas, which led me to go, oh, so they knew about it because she obviously voiced it to at the Mm -hmm. at least Lucas. But the mom by the end seemed to be completely oblivious to what was going on. Mm hmm. And they were crying. She worked a lot. She worked a lot. She, it was very sad. Um, Jane, the setup here is that there's going to be an alumni football game. And it's like the mm-hmm. alumni versus the football team. And mm-hmm. Spinner is playing on the alumni team. Jay is playing on the alumni team. And Lucas with the lid off is going to play on the alumni team game. Mm-hmm. So it's this whole thing. And Jane is the star quarterback or whatever. But she becomes so... As she is forced to spend more time with her father, more things start to like reveal themselves to her. She's, I actually thought it was Mm -hmm. really interesting how they kind of, and I'm an, I I don't, I, I I don't pretend to be any sort of like, I I don't know about this, like this stuff, how it works, but the Mm -hmm. trauma stuff in the situation where like Mm -hmm. they met, her mom mentioned the thing about like, or her dad, I don't know who mentioned the thing about her putting the, doll to bed in the closet Mm -hmm. and so her like retreating to that and going back there and then that's when the memories would start to come back i found that like as far as storytelling goes pretty effective pretty obviously neither of us are experts on this but i found it really interesting or even like have any knowledge of it whatsoever to be fair for my from me i don't know yeah yeah um I remember watching um, that, um, I cannot think of the name of it, but that documentary that was about um, the Catholic school in Baltimore, Mm -hmm. it was uh, Seton, I don't Mm -hmm. know if it was Seton or if it was Keough, but it became Seton Keough eventually, and then it's it's closed out, and the priests were abusing people, and like some of those like women who were teenagers, like repress those memories, which is like, it's one thing from childhood because I was thinking about this earlier and I was thinking about the fact that like, this is like, so not to this level, but I was thinking about my own memories of something and then went back and like read a journal entry about something and how different my memory of something from 18 years ago was. And I was like, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Like there's so many things from like early childhood that like I have the way that we form memories is fascinating. And then the way that the brain works is fascinating to kind of cope with trauma. So 
I think that they did a really, really good job of this. I was impressed. A very effective job of, of conveying it in the way yes. they conveyed it. I don't know how true to life it is or isn't. I imagine mm-hmm. it's somewhere in the middle, but I thought it was very good. Very mm-hmm. good. I want to talk about Paula Brancati, but I pr- feel like we're probably not there yet. <clears throat> if you want to, I mean, I don't know. Well, storyline wise. If you want to go into the details, I mean, we kind of jumped into the end of it. <laughs> like, we did, but I feel like the middle part is just sort of like her, you know. I don't it's know, a we're... slow. It's so a like, slow burn. And we don't have to go through beat for beat. No. And like, but the plot of the story is that Carlo is back because uh, Lucas, mm-hmm. I mean, Lucas is a, a mess of a graduate and has this daughter that is like kind of in his life now. And his mom is like, eh, maybe seeing his dad would be a good influence. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. she implies that, you know, things ended because they ended, but not like any specific reason, but like maybe right. this could be another chance for all of them. And like, maybe it would be good for her and him to kind of reconnect. We don't know why he left or anything. We just know that Jane has this real hatred for him. And at the same time, there's also this alumni football game Mm -hmm. at the school. So the school that no one has ever played football at. Um, All the people who graduated last year are now recruited to play on a team, which is four people that agreed to appear in this episode. Oh, yeah. Spinner. Liberty. It's Jay. It's Liberty. (laughs) And it's Lucas. I was like, we cannot skip over this. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. Like that didn't even register to yeah. me how funny that is. Cause of course they couldn't show any of the game because you're right. Yeah. They had four people and, none and of they them, won. I'm like, what? And they and won. They beat them because, uh, Paula Brancati because wasn't the there. only thing that is good on the current team is Paula Brancati. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. And so like in the meantime, like Jane is starting to go like, I hate my dad. I hate the fact that he's back, but these little like comments are starting to make up. Like make her go like, huh? So like the first comment is about these yellow pajamas and she's like, oh, I hated those. And her mom's like, your Nona gave them to you. And then there's this comment about the doll. And like, she's slowly like remembering and picturing things as like the, as it's coming back to her, as people are saying things, it's a comment about the doll going to sleep in the closet. And then it's like the backwards pajamas that Lucas says that really sets her off at the end and kind of, opens it up for her but like in the meantime she's like mad that her dad is there kind of trying to hang out with spin and be like what can i do to escape this and spinner's like trying to be a good boyfriend but also has no idea what's going on but yeah he's trying he's trying she doesn't let him in at all so like what what is he gonna do about it but also because she doesn't really know yet she hasn't sussed it out so she's sort of frustrated i think with him kind of like asking because she fucking doesn't she's not there yet no exactly um so like they have an alumni football meeting at the dot and she gets like wasted i kind of loved her drunk she was very good at drunk at being drunk she was was very funny. funny it was really funny and like that's when they were talking about well, before that, they were talking about the memories and stuff, and like how Spinner called her Indiana Jane and the Lucas Crusade to try to help it. make it better. I love. And he it. was saying that like he remembers his fourth birthday when he didn't invite Jimmy, yeah, and Jimmy means- didn't speak to him this for a year. This guy's been doing like- Jimmy dirty for a long time. He fucking didn't invite him to his birthday. <laughs> stole his iPod. He fucking got him shot. No wonder mm-hmm. Jimmy took so long to become friends with him again. I mean, I get it. I get it. Um, and she, that's when she says she doesn't remember anything before eight. And she just knows that she's like mad at him. 
I make jokes about that. I don't really either. Like I eight mm-hmm. is a little. I definitely remember things before eight, but my memory is mm-hmm. real spotty. Yeah, I have. A, I've. It, it's hard for me sometimes when I'm like, "What is my earliest memory?" Like, well, this is what I mean. I was just thinking about it um, because the B story goes into Fallout Boy and stuff like that. Like, I had to say, like, I remember being in Asbury Park for these things. But I had to go find my old life journal <laughs> to yeah. re- like read what happened. And then suddenly I was like, oh, my God, I remember so much more reading it. But I was like, oh. it's funny. I'm a, I'm a very visual person, so I have very visual memory. So I can picture things, but I couldn't tell you what anyone said yeah, yeah, or what, yeah. what actually happened. I just can picture the scenario unless I like wrote it down somewhere or kept telling the story. And I was like, no, this is exactly like everything with Pete Wentz was exactly as I remembered it. But it's just like there were so many other parts of the weekend there that I had forgotten. Can we circle back to Live Journal for a second? Because Live yeah. Journal <laughs> happened after me. So I have no okay, I don't know okay. it at all. So was it it was just for you or could other people read it? Um other people could read it. I kept it purposefully kind of cryptic because gotcha. other people could read it. I had only public entries. It still exists. I also have a dead journal which was the goth version of Live Journal. <laughs> Is that one that not everybody can read? Like, is any of no, them? No, people could also read that one. So, so Live Journal is still a thing. Like, you can still, it still make exists. one. Yeah, yeah. And could I go make one right now? Like a new one? Yeah, I think oh, wow. so. So yours is up right now. Yep. I could go mm-hmm. see it and read it. Mm-hmm. I won't, mm-hmm. but I could. Mm-hmm. Oh. You could if you wanted to. Yeah. Fa- fantastic. I didn't. Yeah. yeah, that's funny. I couldn't remember what year I went to this festival in Asbury Park. I went to a few, but I was like, was that 2003 or was that 2004? And it took me a long time to figure out it was 2003. I would never know. I would never fucking know. It blurs together. So like if that blurs together and if you're purposefully, if your brain is purposefully trying to protect you from trauma, like, can you just imagine this is when I'm like, what else do I not remember like happening? Dude, I could never tell you what year anything happened. Like ask yeah. me like literally anything I would not know. Mm-hmm. I need a lot of dividers. And I realize, like, you know, we I lived in New York City for nine years and I can't I don't have a lot of dividers at that time period. But like if I for was like nine years. Yeah. Oh, but then wow. I'm like, oh, if I was in high school, you know, versus college, I could normally remember the difference, but not always. I wouldn't remember anything. I went to like yeah. so many things. I don't, I know I remember them. I couldn't tell you what year they were. Yeah. Sometime I mean, I just in remembered the about the, I just remembered about the pulp guy that I went to see the fireworks with. And that reminded me that I also went to an art fair with one of the guys from Franz Ferdinand once. And it's like, but I forget those things otherwise. Great song. Surprisingly short, all of them. Franz Capricanos, what was his name? Oh, Alex. Alex uh, Capricano. Oh, Franz Ferdinand. Alex yeah. Capranos. Capranos. I went with Nick, who was the guitarist. I say, don't you know? Yeah. That's a good song. It is a good song. But they're, yeah, very short. They don't look short, but then they are in person. Everyone mm. in Blur, very tall, surprisingly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just yeah. giving you facts. I love it. Hit me, with those, hit me with Here those. Here for the height facts. What's this, live journal? Yeah. <laughs> Pete Wentz, also short. Um, so, so you're cooking. The, other, the only other thing I wrote from this episode, the first episode, was that she crawls into the closet when she's like, right. I can't figure out what's going on. This is the biggest fucking closet I have ever seen. Oh, it was a big closet. I was just like. It's the Narnia wardrobe. 
Yeah, there's so much space in there. I was like, wow, I wish I had a closet that Wouldn't large. Wouldn't that be a funny, if, if that was what it was, like she opened it and then she like went into a fantasy <laughs> world, like a land. She went into And the then market. that's what Degrassi became after that. It was like mm-hmm. in the other world. I would do that because I think Paula Brancati is so great. You should just spin her off and not have any of these fucking lummoxes <laughs> around She just goes anymore. into Narnia and then we don't see her again. If no, you she should get... just be on a show by herself because oh, okay. these lummoxes aren't doing anything for her. If you could just possibly, at some point, watch the first episode of this again, every time they're in media immersion, it says fucking Yahoo on the screen. And I was like, when did they get a Yahoo deal? <laughs> I did not Yahoo. notice that. Oh, nice. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I tried. It's good. Um, trying to lighten the mood a little bit. Um, but it's like... Jane, as it keeps going, like she's, she's in school. She doesn't feel good. Like nothing feels right, but she can't quite figure out what happened. And so she like goes to the nurse's office and is just crying and it's like, but does it, hasn't figured it out yet. What happened? Yeah. It seems really real. It's, it's just like, it's, it's showing itself in like, nausea and sickness mm-hmm. and like just mm-hmm. not it's it feels like i mean i don't know it seemed very very real to me mm-hmm. i thought it was very well done yeah I, thought, I felt that i found it very effective yeah and so then this kind of turns into like now their dad might be around more oh, and God, like how do you guy. feel about that but also you have to be okay with this because this is bad for lucas and like we need it to be better for him mm-hmm. and blah 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 and so then he's like there for breakfast and she's like i can't deal with this and so she hunts down mia at the school and is like don't let izzy come over like it's not good yeah. you know and is kind of like and she's just like oh okay sure like whatever yeah yeah um but like she's just like something is wrong and i know something is wrong and i don't want this small child to be around him right yes yep good 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 honor mhm so then she goes to the dot and is or no she doesn't go to the dot um she no, also she, got her driver's license yes. is the other part of the story. So she got her driver's license. And so she's like, uh, you know, she's going to skip class and hang out with spin who is like free at the dot for some reason. Also, like I have a very big stickler point to make about the dot in a moment, which I will do. What? Um, what is it that you don't love it? I just love it. I love well, it. Well, so, much. so the fact is that later in this episode, Jane goes there, but Spin is at the big game. So Holly J is working. But they it said is a the big game day. a lot of times. They said the big game a lot of times. But it's a school day. So Holly J is working at the dot instead of being in school. But it could be like post school because he's going to like the game that's probably after school, I would assume. But I don't know. I don't know the way the time. But she also went. missed all of school because she slept on the park bench that night. Jane did. Yeah. But Holly, I thought we were talking about Holly J. Oh, no. Well, I'm talking about both of them. But <clears throat> Like yeah. Jane skipped, yeah, Jane skipped school. I, yeah, that's true. I don't know. I was like, wait a second. I like um, the dot as a, as a place, though. That's a yeah. fun meeting place. It is. It is. I wish I had a place like that so close to my school. I thought that especially like when um, Allie and what's her name? Claire mm-hmm. were like studying and they were like doing yeah. their homework there. I was like, Oh, what a great place. Like you get to like go yeah. to the fucking coffee shop and do your homework. 
Yeah. We used to go to a Panera that was by my guy friend's school, or we would go to like a shitty Starbucks, or we would go to this diner called Belloc that had waitresses who all were from the 50s. Now, here's a question for you. You said a shitty Starbucks. Now, does that mean, are you putting all, you're saying all Starbucks are shitty, or are you saying this was a particularly shitty Starbucks? It's a combination. It's like not a great layout of a Starbucks, and it's not, it's in like a shopping center off the side of a major road. It's not in the best location or anything but there were like no other coffee shops around right but um, also fuck starbucks is what but also saying. fuck starbucks um yeah and that panera that opened when i was like a junior in high school also equally like mediocre yeah but yeah. belloc was the shit and also belloc got turned into a starbucks so i am particularly bitter about it yeah yeah yeah, yeah I understand. belloc was at the corner it wasn't Sorry, Belloc was at the corner of the Beltway, so Bell, and Lock Raven Boulevard for the lock. And, yeah, all the waitresses were definitely, they had been working there for years and years and years. They were all, like, in their 70s. I do And my friend Chris um, had really curly fro hair. And so one of the waitresses who had those glasses that were so big and so thick that, like, her eyes looked all wavy in them from our version, or our version of her eyes, um, she used to call him Horshack. Mm-hmm. And so we were like Horshack and friends. Yeah. Welcome back, Cotter. Which one were you? Vinny Barberino over here. <laughs> you could get like a, a three egg omelet that hung off the plate. It was so big for like $5 mm, <laughs> with the, sides. The good old days. The good old days. I miss pre-inflation times. <laughs> um, yeah. So- I'm, I'm, Honestly, surprised that Carlo even showed his face. Like, why did he even? I guess he thought maybe she forgot. But then when he was like, I don't know, it was weird, man. So my favorite thing is that in her memories, he wears like a creepy baseball hat mm-hmm. <laughs> in his own home. <laughs> just like it's so funny because like, hat? yeah, because he's a child molester. So like the, yeah. uh, that's yeah. like the uniform for TV child molesters. Yeah. Hey, um, when she was at the top, Marie Jones, and she asks if Spinner was there. And as she said, Holly J told her he was at the big game. Again, they said the big game 35 times in this episode. The big game, yes. Jane breaks down crying. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to wait for Spinner. And all through this, I was just in my head going, don't fucking talk to Holly J. Don't talk Mm -hmm. to Holly J. She's going to fucking use this against you. Don't talk to Holly J. She didn't. So, success. Mm-hmm. But I was, that's all I could think of was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, you're going to say this. And then she's going to like go to the anti grapevine or whatever. Is that what it's called? The anti, the anti, <laughs> the anti grapevine, which we still haven't really heard the full story of. And then she'll like laugh about it. Mm-hmm. But so she skips the game and then she shows up and she's like, I have to talk to Carlo. And we find out that the alumni team of Liberty J, Lucas with the lid off, and um, Spinner won the game. And mm-hmm. why was Liberty there? Because she's Danny's sister. Right. And, you know, Danny was talking about the fact that she was, like, reading all of the playbooks and, like, learning all of the details of the game. She would be good, I bet you. And this is the second time, because earlier Lucas is like, you, I'm so tired of hearing your, your, your stories about Dad, which is, like, why I was like, so he heard, he knew, kind of. And just mm-hmm. didn't want to believe it or whatever. But then she says to him, why do you think it took him so long to put me to bed? Mm-hmm. And, and he starts to think, 
Oh, maybe I also repressed these memories. Maybe I also knew this. So she. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he knew or if he was just like, oh, she's getting all the attention because he kept like throwing that on her. And like kids think about that stuff more right. than they think about their parents doing bad things. They're like, absolutely. Oh, of course, you're the one who gets all the attention and like everyone loves you and blah, blah, blah. And that's probably what he really thought. So when she said that to him, it sort of like clicked for him. Mm-hmm. She leaves and goes to find her dad who's giving a balloon to Bella. Mm-hmm. And she's like, get away from her kind of thing. I know what you did. And he's like, your stories again, which means that's why I was like, what do you mean again? Like, so you've told people this. Mm-hmm. That's why when the mom was like, so like shocked by it, I was like, but it's I don't seemed- think that he meant it in the sense that like she told that before. I think it was just literally like him trying to got write it. her off. Got it. Got it. That's that's at least what I wrote into it. And the whole fucking time Bella's staring at that goddamn balloon. <sighs> you could only can't look act at for shit. But then Lucas comes over and Lucas is like, and at the, by, at this time, Lucas's dad has gotten him a job. They are like, he's proud of him for doing well in the football game. Mm-hmm. Lucas's dad being back is great for Lucas, which is why I like loved when he came back and he was like, tears in his eyes. Good actor. Tears mm-hmm. in his eyes get out of here. We never want to see you again. And like, don't even, he didn't say, don't even think about talking to my daughter, but he like Mm -hmm. pulled her away from him. Mm -hmm. So that seems to be the end of Carlo. We then have a moment where Jane is crying with her mom and she's Mm -hmm. saying, mom is like, why didn't you ever tell me? And she's like, I didn't think you'd believe me or this and that. She's like, I would always believe Mm -hmm. you. It was a very, it was a very like, after all is said and done, best case scenario kind of thing. Oh yeah. Definitely. And they go they go into therapy together. Mhm. Yeah. Um, There's a couple of things I want to draw yep, attention to. Please do. Um one is the sleeping on the bench in the park. Mm. Um she like said that she was going to go to Spinners when she realized that her dad was going to stay over and was like feeling really weird about all this but couldn't quite put words to all of it yet. Um, but she doesn't go to spinners. Yeah. She sleeps on a park bench and then it's fine. But everyone's like worried, like, where the hell have you been? And blah, blah, blah. Um, the other things that I want to mention are um, the fact that the sensitive Shep is now back. Oh, and <laughs> they're like, where's Vaughn? I well, blocked really this miss fucking her. memory out. <laughs> this fucking guy. Uh-huh. I hate this guy. Yeah, he's like back and he's like, Mad, but not because he's gone through anger management. And then the other thing that is really great is that the alumni team wins the game. How we have no idea, but what somehow the they win, which says that the Degrassi team must be terrible without Jane. Afterwards, they're hanging out, and Jay's like, Celebratory hot dogs on me. <laughs> and Spinner's like, They're free. And Jay's like, Wait, they can't be free. I paid $5 for them. <laughs> And it's just background, but I was like, God, I miss Jay and Spinner. They're they're great. Spinner and Jay are great. So when she goes to sleep on the park bench in lieu, instead of going to see Spinner, I was, part of me was like, well, why don't you just go see Spinner? But then I guess the more I thought about it, I realized it was because she's clearly not like ready to put into words yet. Like what, especially to her boyfriend. Yeah. Although I think, Spinner would be a wonderfully supportive boyfriend 
but you can't think I like think that. so too. You're just not in that mindset. And you're- I also think it took her a long time for the things to click. It was like the backwards pajama. And that's when she like left the house because it was starting to click for her. But like she needed the space for it. Yeah. Jane slash Paula Brancati have like shot up so far in my rankings of characters mm-hmm. and of actors on this show. Jane's mm-hmm. fucking great. Mm-hmm. I loved this. This was so like vulnerable and it's like nothing like Jane's like a very cool character. A lot of the times, you know, she's Mm -hmm. like kind of with it and she's, this is like the complete opposite. It's like the, the crumbling of her and then like putting herself back together. I think Paula Mm -hmm. Brancati is like the best actor that this show's ever had. Am I crazy? Am I being like recency bias? I I think you're recency biasing because I don't think, I mean, I don't think that she's not up there, but like, I think she did a very powerful performance in this, but I think other people have as well before. It's not just the powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. There was like little things that she was doing, like just when she was like walking down the stairs and like, Mm -hmm. I could sense the insecurity just from like Mm -hmm. the way she was walking down the stairs. It was Mm -hmm. when she was walking from the school to go into Spinner's car to like Mm -hmm. when they were, when she was like, let's go on a road trip, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I could see it like just in that. And she never overdoes it. That's the thing. That's the thing that people on this show will do. They'll overdo it. This is so subtle until it can't be. Yeah, I can't wait till we get to Shantae and the fucking sea story. Oh my God. (laughs) Anyway, I just want to talk about pizza, man. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I agree. I just think a lot has to be, I think she's very, very good. And where the fuck is Mm -hmm. Paula Brancati? I think she's in a couple of things. She's still working. So thank God, Mm -hmm. but she is excellent. Oh excellent. yeah, it's excellent. she does a great job with this story. And with so, these heavy bones. Like so relatable mm-hmm. and understand I just I was I was I was really floored. I think you're right. Obviously, other people have done excellent work on this show. But mm-hmm. some people don't do some really bad work on this show a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that also happens a lot too. Uh, really- Leia. <laughs> Oh yeah, we'll get there. Don't worry. But so, like, to see her, she's just I. I this was a really hard. This is one of the. This is like you know a very difficult mm-hmm. thing I would imagine to tap into and be able to do so realistically, especially especially mm-hmm. with like I feel like it was done for Degrassi in a subtle kind of way. It's not yeah. super subtle by any means, but Degrassi it doesn't work on for subtle. for Degrassi. It's subtle, right? That's what I I'm saying. Say. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Which I was impressed with because that's not normally their vibe. Heavy duty bones. This was a good. This was very mm-hmm. good. This was very very good. It wasn't particularly fun. No, in any stretch. I of mean, the I told you I watched it over lunch today yeah. because I had forgotten to watch it this morning and yesterday I had a very busy weekend and I was like, oh, I'll watch it. Let's take a longer lunch break. I'll watch both episodes. It'll be fine. Um, and then I really didn't want to go back to work afterwards. I was like, I need a moment. Lucas coming through at the end. I was really happy about Yeah. I was impressed. Lucas with a lid off, not as bad as he was originally. Totally. So. B story. B story. And it's. Kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Pete Wentz will be better than the last. Mm-hmm. Totally. 
Leia and Danny. Princess Leia and Danny DeVito. Uh, yeah, I Leia's acting has not been great, I gotta she's say. She's not very good, I gotta, I'll be honest. She wasn't not. in the episode with Mia from the beginning with T-Bombs, but, you know, I was like, ah, it's your intro, we'll see. She is very, seems like, I don't, I don't like to be like mean about acting because what the fuck do I know? But she yeah. seems like very, um, like tentative all the time. Yeah. And it's like her character should be tentative, but I can't read her character at all because I can't tell like this whole episode B story was about lying and like. I feel like you should be able to read more into someone's lying. And it just felt like she was just delivering everything the same. Like, so basically, and, I mean, maybe that means she's a good liar, but like not a great actor. <laughs> well, uh, what is an actor if not a liar? Mm-hmm. True. Um, basically the gist of it is, is that like Danny's friends, which are hot Peter, Mia, Sav and Bananya, mm-hmm. um, are not friends with Leia. Yeah. And that he wants them to all be able to hang out together. And the only thing we know about Leia so far was that she and Mia hit it off in the beginning of this school year. But then she, she goes. And Mia and Alice, Ted Leo. And she went to the T-Bombs party and was like, I can't get into this sex party. I got to go and not be friends with Mia anymore. Right. So, yeah, Mia probably doesn't like you because mm-hmm. you left her high and dry at the sex party that mm-hmm. she then had sex at. Yes. And wore that long, like the long jersey down to her knees and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they all seem like, re- so, so what happens is like Sav and Hot Peter are like, it was so cool, like hanging out together with our girlfriends. Paraphrase. Mm-hmm. That's not exactly mm-hmm. what they said. That would be funny if that was exactly what they said. Mm-hmm. And Danny was like, I don't know why you never want to hang out with my girlfriend. And they were like, well, cause she sucks. They didn't say that. They no. were like, well, let's all lie to our parents about us. Say- well, I'll have a sleepover, a co-ed sleepover at hot Peter's house at hot Peter's house. So that hot Peter. Cool. They go. Well, before the la- they go, so- Leia like tries to get out of it by saying that Sav has been hitting on her to oh, Danny. Right. Instead so of just being like, you know, the whole thing with Mia makes me uncomfortable after what happened. Is Leah just going to turn out to be a fucking pathological liar? I don't know. But her lying's not very good. Because I, I knew no immediately, I was like, when in the world was Sav hitting on you? I was trying to remember when, back to what happened. And also, why would you say that? in the world was Sav hitting on you? She's telling all these lies from Sav hitting on her to Fallout Boy. Apparently, like Lost is huge and Fallout Boy is huge, huge. at this time. They're this the two is biggest all they things talk about. <laughs> so they and they truth get, are there. <laughs> they get to this party, this like co-ed sleepover, and somebody's like, "I brought the new, the other DVDs of Lost. Let's watch this episode." And then Mia's like, "Maybe we could do something other than watch TV." Now, mind you, Danny and Leah have Leia have just shown up. They haven't even put their bags down yet. Yeah. And someone's like, how about truth or dare? And they're like, cool. Who's going first? Like nothing. Literally. It's like, it's like daytime. Daytime. Nobody's drinking. It's yeah. just like, let's play it. And then the first thing was like, Leia, I dare you to wear your bra on the front of your shirt. And she was like, no. And then she does it later anyway. So she does it anyway. Uh, I have no bloody interest in fucking Danny and, and, and Leia. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it was really... I don't know. I like Danny and Leia seems like a nice person. So I was kind of happy to see them together. And also when she was dancing and Derek and Danny were watching her, that was like one of the best scenes I've seen in this whole season. Who um, was dancing? Leia? Yeah. Do you remember she was dancing in the gym and Danny was watching oh her my and Derek God, was watching right. over his shoulder? Oh, that's right. I totally <laughs> forgot about that Derek Again, show like Leia. two episodes ago, but... I know. I know. I remembered it when you said it, but I must have, re- I must have repressed that memory. So... They're into truth or dare. And uh, at one point, Danny's doing the robot and people seem impressed by it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So then they're like, how do they even get to Fallout Boy? How does that? What's the I, question that even gets? Them oh, to Fall it Out was Boy? Um, Mia gets asked the question, who is the most famous person you've ever met? And then she talks about meeting Timberland at right. fashion week. And so right. then Mia gets asked, not Mia, um, Leia gets asked the same question. Well, Danny's like, Mia, uh, Leia, why don't you answer that question? Which made me think that he thinks she has a good answer for it. Yeah. And so there is like a city paper on the table that's like a- advertising Fall Out Boy playing somewhere nearby soon. Yeah. And I know that Fall Out Boy makes an appearance on the show later on. In yeah, one I of thought the it movies. was gonna... So I know they're coming. I thought that I should have saved like my Fallout Boy stories because clearly I told them too early. I didn't even wait for Pete Wentz to get on the show to tell all my Pete Wentz stories. You should have. I know my Pete Wentz stories. Um, but so she's looking down at like the city paper and uh is like, so my dad is a famous record producer, line number one. And like, I've known Fall Out Boy for forever. And Pete once used to sing me lullabies. And okay, fine. You know, like at least get your stories a little bit straight. But like Hot Peter is like sees through it right away. He's like, no, no, no. Fall Out Boy's only been a band since 2002. So like what? Hot was Peter he, knows. Was he, was he like, you know, like singing her lullabies when she was in fifth grade? Not to say that he couldn't have played music before that which is completely (laughs) dumb and then he plays the bass so like why would she say guitar and it's like well danny's like well people can play more than one instrument (laughs) it's also true i really thought i'm being honest with you thought this was going to end with her act because i also know that they show up on the show at some point yeah and i was like where's pete wentz (laughs) i thought she was going to be not lying yeah i thought they were going to get when they when yeah yeah when they brought her to the (laughs) To the, when she brought them all to the concert, I thought there, Pete was going to be like, Leia, oh my God. And like, that was, I thought that's where this was going. Mm-hmm. And when it didn't, it was disappointing and mm-hmm. bummer. Mm-hmm. So she's like, so Danny the next day is like, hey, Leia, they'd really, the gang would really love to go to the concert. You got the hookup, right? And she's like, um, oh yeah. Now the the mindset and balls it takes for a per- balls is not the right term. I know we mm-hmm. shouldn't say that. Just the whacked out mindset and like, uh, just it's confidence almost too confidence. to like to lie like Con- that and she to goes, think you're not she- going to get caught. She take they go she goes to the concert with them and gets yeah. to the door and is like. I'm friends with Pete. He knows me. You should let me in. And then don't, of course they don't let her in. His and bouncer is such down. a dick about it, but also it's like very funny. Could you imagine like going through with it to the point where, 
taking people there knowing this is going to turn around on you. Mm -hmm. Like the best case scenario is you get in somehow, but then they what, know what they happens still if you, know you don't Wentz. know the guy. Yeah. Exactly. I was just like flabbergasted by it. And I kind of liked it to be fair. Mm -hmm. So Danny, they meet it. They go to the dot together, Leia and Danny. And she's, and he's like, you know, you're a liar. You lied to me. You lied to my friends. I like you for who you are. I don't care about this kind of shit. And she's like, I was just intimidated by your friends and all that. Right. And then he was like, so you don't know fallout boy. And she was like, I couldn't even name one of their songs. And I thought, we're going to die around. And it's like, at least lie about something you know. If you're going to make up a lie, don't make it about something you don't know. Be, this is, if they were like, tell a story about the most famous person you ever met. You got a good one. You know what I would say? I would be like, oh, yeah, you know what? My dad's good friends with Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> Oh, you know, from Coach. Because they don't want to meet Coach. That's also, a lie like, you can get away with. Exactly. And also, like, why say that your dad is a record producer when he's an engineer? And, like, you know that's going to come back to you at some point. So also, later that on when Danny is dancing, all the girls are wearing their bras on the outside of their shirt. Yeah, they were brought up. When they said engineer, that wasn't like a music engineer. I think it was just like an engineer engineer. It's so funny to like me. Like a Jurgen or a Giuseppe. Right. It's so funny to me that they chose a profession that could still work in music. Yeah. yeah. Like, why weren't like they like, a he's a fucking CPA? You know? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. They said a fuck. Because I was like, oh, wait. So he's not a music producer, but he's like an engineer of records? Like, it's still like, you still meet bands. It's funny. I think that like a lot of us are always worried about like how cool we look and, and all of that stuff. But I'm just like the lengths that Leia went to are just beyond me. Well, yeah, she was like, your friends are so cool. And I was like, have you met hot Peter? Yeah. It's like, have you met these? Have you met Anya and Sav who bonded over their they're stickers? The dorkiest fucks on earth. Like just because granted, they're like lost doesn't mean they're cool. Just Mia because they're cool. in studs doesn't mean they're cool. No way. It means the opposite. Mia is cool. Mm -hmm. But also, Mia wanted to be your friend at one point, and you ditched her at the sex yes, party. because you didn't want to have sex at the sex party. All you had to do was have sex at the sex party. Is that too much fun. to ask? Is that too much to ask? You're at a sex party. What else are you going to do at the sex party? Yeah, we should see if we can get Pete Wentz on the show to talk about his feelings about Pete this. Pete Wentz in a Pete Wentz, <laughs> Pete Wentz. That's how he writes songs. He yeah. does play. He yeah. does the music. Pete Wentz, Pete Wentz, Pete Wentz, Pete, Pete Wentz. <laughs> he does seem like That's someone like who's very Maddie obsessed Zavitz. with himself, so that makes sense. <laughs> actually, he actually does it like this. Uh, Natty Zavitz, Natty Zavitz, Nat. These Avits. That's how he does it. Natity. <laughs> Natity's Avits. He writes all the he writes the music, but all the lyrics are Natty's Avits. The best part Natty's Avits. Natty's Avits. <laughs> the best part of um that's how you write melodies, is just you use Natty's Avits. Mm -hmm. Um the best part of the sleepover is that all the girls are asleep on like mattresses and Danny and Peter are talking about like they're pulling apart this lie. Pete's like, no, like he plays bass, he doesn't play guitar and you know, how old was she when this was happening? But so the girls are all asleep on air mattresses 
because they set the scene. Um, but then Sav is asleep with his face in the pizza box <laughs> on the table. Savanya. Savanya. I love that this idea that Anya is cool. I know. I was like, since when? Since when? Hot Peter. I mean, he's got the apartment now. Yeah, he yeah he does have a pretty tough apartment. Could you get the sea story? You do it now. <gasps> Could you get the sea story? 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 Sea story. Nettie Zavitz. Nettie Zavitz. And these are the natties we love to Zavitz. <laughs> the natties we love to Zavitz. Yeah, this is the natties Zavitz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So apparently there's some kind of clothing drive at the school and Allie's parents I'm have exhausted. discovered all of her school clothes. And so now she can't wear any of them. <laughs> she has to wear like sweatpants and like a long skirt. <laughs> Johnny Johnny DeMarco still thought she was hot though. Mm-hmm. He was like, "You look good," and he was meant it. Mm-hmm. He was like, "You look good in anything." He didn't say that till the end though. It took a whole episode for tell, her to get into that. <laughs> but, but you could tell that he meant it when he saw her in those sweats. Mm-hmm. That he was like, "Hey, hey, Allie, what's up?" Mm-hmm. But she was just Allie Bananya. She was mad, and then she's like, "Claire, you need to start wearing cooler clothes." And they had all of Darcy's clothes because she doesn't need them. She doesn't need fall clothes in Africa. She said you could be, you could go from saintly to sexy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the hilarious bit is like, yeah. So Claire is, I'm, I'm hoping this is the end of Claire in the fucking school uniform. Yes. She puts on all these outfits and it's like, oh my God, like these are such sexy outfits. I, and it's like, I can't believe how good you look in these outfits. And I'm like, they're not, they're just, no, it's like they're very boring. Modest attire. Yeah. yeah they're modest outfits it's like, like a button-down shirt with a vest and like a short yeah. sleeve jacket she just looks like a normal person and then it gets so wild that like she and ellie go to the dot and she's like you know still wearing her glasses so it's not like a full tv makeover because for a full tv makeover you have to rip off the glasses that's the only way it works yeah, you have, she's all that yeah, so she's still wearing her rimless glasses and uh has her long straight hair but she's got like darcy's clothes on and peter's like oh my god claire you look great Wait, are those Darcy's clothes? And then Mia's yeah, like, uh, saying, Peter? <laughs> hot Peter and Darcy were a hot item for hot ticket mm-hmm. attraction for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some guy named Reese hits on uh, Claire at the dot. Mm-hmm. Allie doesn't like any of this. Allie's getting mad. She's because not she's getting like, any well, attention. Yeah, so now she thinks, well, she's the smart one and the hot so one. So what is she supposed to do? Claire's supposed to be the smart okay. one and she's supposed to be the hot one. And KC's like, well, you're also pretty. Mm-hmm. You're both pretty. Yeah. After he hits, he's like, Claire, you look amazing in your long sleeve shirt with a short sleeve jacket over it. That really does nothing for you. <laughs> I don't know. So then what happens? So then she kisses KC. So then. Am I jumping too far ahead? Yeah. Allie kisses KC when he compliments her. No, there's not much else. I mean, there's a lot of fashion montages that take up a lot of time. They seem to be having a lot of fun in that fashion montage. They have more Allie than one. And- um and so then the first one yeah yeah the first one casey's really being nice to Allie, and he gets Allie kisses him and i guess johnny demarco sees it Uh, but before that 
Casey is telling Claire how great she looks in class and he's talking at like normal volume despite them being in the middle of the class. It's like, where's the whispering? Yeah. When hot Peter sees her, he goes, he tell, says all these things and like fumbles and then he goes, no, but seriously, you look a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. And Mia was the, you look a lot better. And I was like, oh man. Um, so I guess Allie comes to the realization that they can both be pretty. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is that what happens? I don't know. She just realizes that like, it's not about what you look like. You know, people will still like you. Cause Casey's like, you look great. And then Allie's like, I'm just going to lean in and kiss you. And then she's like, whoa, I should have done that. Sorry. Like, gotta go. Cause Casey and, and Claire are a thing or not are they like really dancing around being a thing? They're dancing around being a thing. But then Johnny DeMarco sees Allie and he's he like tells her he likes her. Again. Yeah, but then he says that but he's he, a bad guy. He's a bad guy, yeah. She's like, I'll be the judge of that. I don't know if that's what And she he said, says, but... doesn't matter what you wear, you look good to me. It doesn't matter what you wear. I like how I thought that this was gonna take us so long because I wrote a lot of notes on like all the stories and then we did that in five minutes. <laughs> I mean, there's really not a lot to this. No. Allie was kind of shitty. She was like really being like, I can't handle someone else looking nice other than Well, me. she's had a rough Meanwhile, time because she... Holly J was ruining her life and then the police were ruining her life and now it's back to just her parents ruining her life. Yeah, she was really getting her life ruined by that, by Sting and Andy Summers and... <laughs> <laughs> Sending out an SOS. <laughs> Fucking Sting. The police are ruining my life. <laughs> Sting has had so much relevance this year. <laughs> Don't stand so close to me. That's a, Don't that's stand so close to me. About a teacher sleeping with a, ch- with a student. We're going to get to that. That's another episode later. Don't in stand. This. Is it called Don't Stand So Close to I Me? I hope too? so. If it's not, I'm going to be disappointed. Don't stand. <laughs> well, I mean, fuck a teacher already slept with a student, and I don't think any of those episodes were called Don't Stand So Close to Me. No. Hey, bitch, sissy, don't stand so close to me. You can't be a teaching assistant who's a stu- college student and be a teacher. It's not the same. That's going to, oh, we got to wait for it for the real we're, teacher. We're going to fight. Real deal. For, we're not going to fight about this again. Fucking seven seasons removed. Well, that's why it. they're not calling it that. You got to get to the hey, episode with the real sissy. teacher. Send in. <laughs> I like the police. I'm sure we've done the police. Do, 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 da, 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 is all I want to say to you. So what do we get at the end of this? Nothing? That's the end of it? That's the whole thing? That's the end of it. Oh. You got to do your spiel. Follow us on Instagram at sparklespace. Well, you got to do the one before and, that. Uh, which one? The ratings oh. one. Oh, we're not here to talk about... Um, <laughs> we're tired <laughs> oh more importantly we're here to talk about the grass the next generation episode <laughs> all of my all of my shtick <laughs> one to ten we got a patented scale we rate these on a mm-hmm. patented scale of how much they go there one to ten because of the noggin channel mm-hmm. it was tagline was it goes there so mm-hmm. rachel how much do you think that episode 156 and 157. Jane says part one and part two go there. It's a very heavy bones. It's a very going there. 
Um, heavy. But I would say it's more of a heavy bones than it is a going there, if that makes sense, because of the visuals. Yeah. I So I gave it an eight. I didn't give it a 10. It's like a heavy topic, but I think because it's repressed memories that are coming back rather than witnessing uh, something terrible directly. That's why I went with an eight. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's a weird reasoning behind it, but you know, I was just like, no, eight feels not. right. I think it's a pretty good reasoning. Mm-hmm. I think it's an eight as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's quite a 10. I think that the... I think that the... Um, Oh, we didn't even talk about Shantae in the beginning of uh, <laughs> the sea story. <laughs> yeah, when you she's were saying commenting had, had on a... their outfits, I don't even remember what she said. I just loved it. <laughs> she's great. We all yeah. love Shantae. She's the best. Um, the content of the episode is a 10. I agree. I think that it is very heavy, heavy, heavy. Like, I think that's a great way you put it. It's... Mm-hmm. Heavy, it being heavy and it going there. Like, this yeah. is heavy and very important. But it's, unfortunately, it's not particularly taboo because it is a thing that happens mm-hmm. more often than you would like. Mm-hmm. So it definitely does go there in the sense that it's very heavy It's and it takes it very seriously. And I think it takes, and I think it does a very good job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's about, it's about an eight. It's yeah. about an eight. I think it's a great episode. I think it's, it's not a tenant. It's not one of those episodes that it's like, oh, this is, was a blast to watch and mm-hmm. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. It's not that at all, but I think the performances of both Paula Brancati and also Shane Kippel, I think spins great in this. I think Lucas with the lid off is very good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a very worthwhile episode. I think mm-hmm. it's probably the best episode of the season. I don't think it's, it could even be close. Oh yeah. I don't know that anything is going to compare. I mean, Mia, there were the sex parties in the beginning, but we'll yeah, see what happens. I mean, we still have a movie at the end of this, so. But th- is that canon? It's four episodes. Right. But is it canon? But like, I is think it part so. Of the- I think it was just shown as episodes instead of a well, movie. Well, it's definitely canon because Spinner and Emma are married. Well, that's not until the, the second uh, movie. Oh. Yeah, that's not happening. Oh. This That wouldn't happen four episodes after Jane's realization about her trauma. Oh, yeah, that would be very <laughs> that would be a be little quick. <laughs> Jane says, how the fuck did Spitter and Emma get married so fast? Steel drum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's get this MVP nonsense out of the way. We all know who the answer is. Who is it? It's Jane. It's Jane. It's Jane. It's not no even question. close. I mean, you, you know, the Shep for when he goes through a sensitivity training, Bella for her staring at a balloon for 10 minutes. Is the Shep back? I thought, I thought we were done with the Shep. I thought we were too. Oh, I hate the Shep. And then, like, poor Snake had to pretend he was like, excited that the Shep was back. Meanwhile, he took his dream job away from him. Fuck this guy. Um, Jane, He'll we get have it back talked. Eventually. I know. We've talked pretty at, at length about mm-hmm. both the performance and the journey. Mm-hmm. I think this is a great. This is Jane's, I don't want to say best episode, but it's like her most. It's the time that it, we get to explore Jane as a character the most. 
Yeah, it's the her her most important episode. This is probably the one people think about yeah. when they think about Jane. Yeah. And I mean that or the time go. that she goes to play football and gets like abused by all oh, the yeah, members. That's right. She of just gets like, thrown into the <laughs> lockers and gets like a bloody nose yeah. from the boys on the team. Yeah. Yeah. Or that Jane's time that she did, who is she trying to be friends with or who's trying to be friends with her? She didn't know how to be friends with a girl. That's it. Yeah, that also was probably. So who was it that she was friends with? I don't even remember. It's terrible. I can't remember. I can't fucking remember. Who does she become friends with? Darcy. Darcy. That's right. That's right. She became friends with Darcy. But is it Darcy? Yeah. Because that's when she tells her about Peter's bad breath. Right. Hot Peter's bad breath. I hated that. Hot bad breath. I hate bad breath stuff. Oh, me too. But all in all, this was a good one. Mm-hmm. Lot of lot of heavy bones to be discussed. It was. Happy holidays, broomheads. Yeah, enjoy. Enjoy my yeah. birthday with this episode. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy your birthday with this episode. So, you know, Rachel didn't invite me to any of her birthday dinners or parties. Well, you wouldn't come if I did. You never know. I don't know. I invited you down to Asbury Park. You didn't come visit me. Did you? Oh, when I was like with my whole family in a packed car going to my in laws. Well, I kept saying, you should come down sometime. (laughs) You should come down for emo night. I would have come down to emo night. You didn't invite me to emo night. I would have liked to have gone to emo night. No, you could have come. We could have gone. You didn't even go. I would have gone if you came. Well, next time. Next time. You shouldn't be next time you are in Asbury Park. (laughs) 18 years from now. (laughs) Broomheads, follow us uh, on Instagram at uh, sparklespest28. Uh, you can email us at everyepisodever at gmail.com. You can go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash deemp, um, where we're going to be watching another Christmas movie mm-hmm. this uh, this year. We're trying to decide yeah. there's a lot. so Yeah, it's gonna. you're going to find out. The, Patreon or the, the patrons will find out when it drops. We have a lot of choices. We have a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should, what we could do, Rach, is put up a poll. Oh, of which one we should watch and do an episode and on. And say which Let's ones do you want us to watch. Let's do that. Um, but it's a lot of fun over there. Uh, we have special audio. We have we do um, uh, video chats with mm-hmm. the pals, with the broomheads. It's great. We have such a fun time. We're doing a secret Santa over mm-hmm. there right now. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. So we'd love it if you came over there. Support the show if you love the show. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, you can listen to it whenever you want. It's fine. It's no fine with deal. us. No big deal. Um, NBD. I know um, if you have an Apple phone, it's easy to rate, review, and subscribe. If you don't have an Apple phone, steal your friends and go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe for them. Um, we appreciate it because no one else does any ratings or reviews on the podcast. Not anymore. We've seemed to have hit the plateau of people. Oh, no, no, no. I just mean no other <laughs> podcast platforms do it. Oh. Mm-hmm. But also my thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least we haven't had anyone complaining about us talking about politics recently. So maybe they well, we have haven't had out. to talk about politics that much since we since we've not been. We still dabble in it every once yeah, in a while. Just It'll be a nightmare again in a couple of years. Yeah, and, and this show's still going to be. It's going to take us forever. So 
I mean, they're going to take us give off us, the air. Give cause... us till next year when we're recording on the night of the 2022 midterms and Pat's freaking the fuck out. <laughs> oh, well, the fascist regime is going to take us all. So they're going to like pluck us out like while we're recording. Okay, perfect. Can't wait. Anyway, great stuff. This holiday season is just beginning, although it's also like really far. It like went, it's come and gone. It's like, well, come it's fast. come and gone because everyone starts it in the end of the end of October. It's so Dude, early. It's Not me. And I didn't start. I put the tree up just a couple of days ago. And I feel like, oh, fuck, this thing's going down soon. We haven't even put the but tree up yet. You got to put the tree up. Dickory Doc, Rage, put the tree up. When I up. was a kid, we didn't put it up until after my birthday. Oh, right, because you'd get so mad. I like, didn't get I mad. Want, my parents just I wanted didn't to want... be all about me. I wanted to be my all about me until after my birthday. considered that they didn't want my birthday to get too wrapped up in Christmas, but now it's just wrapped up in everyone's work Christmas parties because that's what happens two weeks before Christmas. You were just like, don't you dare put up any Christmas decorations. No, I like celebrate it. Celebrate my birth. Put up decorations of me. We did. Um, We got the lights outside and all that stuff, and there's a lot of things that are up. We just aren't putting the tree up just my parents got the tree on Friday, but you don't want to put up too early. It dies. Did you put up your Duritzer on the Wurlitzer yet? I no? did put up my Duritzer on the Wurlitzer because I have a Wurlitzer. Of course I do. I'm the kind of person who would have a Duritzer on the Wurlitzer. <laughs> Facebook group too. The Facebook yeah, group. Yes. Yeah. The Facebook group is really fun. Degrassi um, the episode ever marathon podcast for the broom heads and dope monkeys or something. Yeah, and we'll Sorry. we'll do a couple more episodes. We'll probably be taking a break over the Christmas holidays themselves, but we'll you know we got a few more to get through this year. We'll get to that movie Post. in January. That'll be a five hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if this uh, how much if this episode took us this long to record, <laughs> you can't imagine how that start, episode is going to start go. laying bets. Yeah, how much not. The bet isn't even will it be longer than the movie because it will be. How much longer than the movie will it be? <laughs> <laughs> so, start taking your bets. Everybody, get on the Patreon page. Go do some sort of like uh, gambling. Yeah, please do. Appreciate it. All right, guys, broomheads. We'll thank be, you so much. We'll be back Once next again, week. We'll talk to you soon. Hopefully, it's less heavy bones next week. Yeah, we'll see. Later. <laughs> Bye.